0: Good evening, Island Church. It's Monday, June the 1st. Summertime has officially started, and, you know, we're going to have a powerful summer of breakthrough and blessing here at Island Church uh, this summer. Uh, Thank God we've got the Word. Thank God we're protected by the Word. You know the word salvation is sotos, which means healing, preservation, soundness, safety, and delivered. Thank God we're saved. Well, we're studying Psalms 91. Let's pick it up where we left off on Friday. We were looking at verse 2 where it says, I, I will say of the Lord. Uh, that is literally a key to unlocking the protection of God. Actually, we could say it like this. Saying of the Lord or your confession of faith is the key to unlocking healing, prosperity, uh, to getting the devil out of your mind. Listen, when the enemy brings those negative thoughts, you need to speak and speak against them and speak with the authority of that word that you're standing on. And I guarantee you, that devil's gonna run from you in stark terror. Now let me read verse two again. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover me with his feathers And under his wing shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. You know, I went digging into that that, that verse there in verse 4 where it says, uh, He'll cover thee uh, with his feathers. And under his wing shalt thou trust. Now, I know I've heard people teach this, you know, God being like a big mother hen and gathering all of her chicks under her wings in time of calamity or storm. That never did sit well with me. So I got to digging into some things. And I, I, I literally saw something. It really blessed me that this is really not talking about God being a bird. <laughs> this is talking about the actual wings of the cherubims who are over the mercy seat of God. How God is going to place you under those wings. Now that that brings us into covenant realities of protection. You know, you think about covenant realities of protection all through that Old Testament when Israel would would stand in their covenant how God would protect them from enemies on every side. God protected David from Goliath. He protected uh, he protected Jonah from the belly of a whale. I mean, there was just all kinds of supernatural Layers of protection, and that's what we know. I guarantee you, there's a whole lot that we don't know about the pandemics and epidemics of the ancient world, in which did not touch God's people because they were protected by God. So that literally refers to uh, the the. Let me get my notes here. Being under the shadow of the cherubim that is over the mercy seat, which brings us into the covenant of protection, and then literally it says. Let me find it there. Back up in verse, uh, verse 3. He says, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. Now, this can refer to a hunter. Actually, the word hunter in the Hebrew would be a more correct translation. We refer that over to 1 Peter chapter 5, where it says the devil goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. This right here is your protection against his seeking. He's looking right now for chinks in your armor. He's looking for fear. He's looking for panic. He's looking for all kinds of emotional reactions to what's going on so that He can, now listen to me very closely, so that He can, by permission in your life, begin a strategy of torment in your mind, painting the picture of you being sick, of you dying, of you being out of money, all of the things that He comes to steal, kill, and destroy... You've got to stand against that. You've got to speak against that. And you've got to see yourself abiding under the wings. And it's not, listen, for them in the 91st Psalm, it was under the wings of those cherubims over the literal tabernacle. That they had right there uh, over the, uh, what was it called? The Ark of the Covenant. In which those cherubims had those wings stretched tip to tip over both sides. That's not, that's not our covenant. Our covenant is the one in heaven that has the blood of Jesus on it. And the cherubims overshadowing the blood of Jesus. God says, I'm going to place you right there under the feathers of that covenant that you have in Christ Jesus. Man, I tell you, I don't know about you, that's that's shouting territory for me. That's a powerful, powerful revelation. It says, now now notice verse five, thou shalt not be afraid. Now he begins to address fear. Listen, when fear rises up, it has to be addressed by your confession of faith. I don't know how many times in my life, getting on airplanes in third world countries, going into jungles, going into areas where there was war, going into places where I had to say fear, Get out of my mind. Get out of my life. I was in a particular place one time, sitting in a, in a, uh, in, a in a cafeteria, cafe, and uh, I was in a conference in a, in a, in a nation and in that nation in this particular area of the nation uh, there was a war going on there were there were bringing truckloads of men's uh, bodies who had been shot and killed uh, during these during these battles that were taking place and in this 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 cafeteria which was connected to the hotel I was in there were some characters in there that I mean I couldn't tell whether they were military or what they were but sitting there eating a meal I felt the spirit of fear come on me I mean, I just got up from that meal. I went up into my room. I got on my knees. I began to speak to that fear. I began to pray in the Holy Ghost. I began to worship God. And, you know, that was about 11 o'clock in the morning, which was about 3 o'clock here in the afternoon. At that exact time, I mean, excuse me, it was about 3 o'clock in the morning here. At that exact time, at 3 in the morning, the Lord woke up, a pastor friend of mine, and said, you need to pray for Rusty right now. And so right there, God woke someone up, got an agreement with me. That fear lifted off me, and we were able to complete that conference, and the power of God ministered to those people very mightily. Listen, you've got to serve God. You've got to to trust in God for your protection. I like that. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror uh, that comes by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Now notice Verse 7. A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eye shall they behold and see. Now notice the phrase, it's the reward. It's not the judgment of the wicked. It's the reward of the wicked. I don't believe we're going to see the judgment of the wicked. I don't believe the church is going to be on the earth and the church is not going to be in hell or in the bottomless pit or in Hades to witness the judgment of the wicked. But listen, the reward of the wicked is what? It is the wage of sin. I believe a lot of what's going on now with a lot of these epidemics, these diseases, all that is going on in the earth is the wage of the sin of humanity. Y'all have heard me say this in service many times, that the paycheck of the sin of man is paying its highest wages right now. We're seeing the wage of sin just across the board. Uh, Since this pandemic has taken off, People are committing suicide. Uh, the, the, the amount of people dying by, by, by opiate overdoses has doubled. Uh, there's abuse in homes. There's, there's, there's people abusing children. There's all this demonic activity that's going on in people's lives because they don't know God. They're estranged from God and the adversary is turning up that sin nature. The, the, the Bible says the very nature of unrighteousness, the very, the very nature of iniquity that's being turned up, cranked up. People are responding to it because they have no hope. They have to to get drunk. They have to do drugs. They have to yield to some sexual vice in order to get any moment of peace. And that moment of peace is working toward their destruction. But the Bible says only with our eyes, only with our eyes shall we behold and see the reward of the wicked. Thank God that God has preserved us in Christ Jesus. Uh, It says, uh, because, uh, the next verse, let me find it here, verse 9, because thou hast made th- the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. Now, I love this. This is literally a scripture. We've included this in our, in, our, in our confession over healing. I believe you need to speak this over your household, over your family. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Pretty easy. We don't need Greek. We don't need Hebrew. We don't need it. All you need to do is to believe that scripture. There shall no evil befall you. This disease is evil. The effects of this disease is evil. What it's doing to our society is evil. It is evil. There shall no evil befall you. And the plague itself, it's not going to come nigh your dwelling place. And I include my dwelling place in every place where I am. At Island Church, when I'm in services, that's my dwelling place. When I'm at home, in my my house, safe at my house, that's my dwelling place. When I'm in my truck, that's my dwelling place. When I'm at the store, that's my dwelling place. Wherever I'm at, that's where I am dwelling, and that's where I'm protected, and that's where I'm safe. I say it every day. Thank you, Father. No evil befalls me, no plague comes Not my dwelling place. Oh, there's such comfort in that. There's such faith that comes out of that, especially for this day and hour. Speak that over your life. Speak that over your family. Speak that to one another. I guarantee you the faith of that will rise up on the inside of you, and you will free yourself from the bondage of fear that will cause you to respond to fear instead of faith. Amen? Then I like the next verse. It says, uh, it says, uh, let me find it here. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plant come nigh thy dwelling place, for he shall give his angels charge over thee. They shall bear thee up in their hands, least thou shalt dash thy foot against the stone. Let me. I got some notes on that one here. Let me get those to you. It says, uh, this refers to protection from anything that is natural or supernatural. Now think about that. You say, what do you mean? Well, there are natural things. Then there are supernatural things that will try to come against your life. So this is literally talking about being freed from all of that. And secondly, evil is defined by that which Satan produces. He will deliver thee from it. You know, the Bible says it's the thief that cometh not before to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it in abundance. That abundant life drives out. Anything that is of the devil, that abundant life drives it out of your mind, out of your soul, out of your flesh, out of your finances, and causes you to stand secure in the righteousness of God. then it says this it says he gives his angels you know he hadn't given a church body he hadn't given a you know a, a denomination he hadn't given it to a preacher, a pastor. He turned this over to the angelic hosts. Two-thirds of the angels which are still activated on your behalf, they are the ones who are heirs to salvation that have come to serve the body of Christ. And God says, I'm going to dispatch angels to you. They're going to make sure that all that I've said in Psalms 91 is relevant to your life, that there's no evil going to befall you, no pleas is going to come near your dwelling place, and angels are going to hang around to make sure that even supernatural things are going to be stopped at your doorstep and the adversary is not going to be able to destroy you. Glory to God, I feel like shouting run around the church. God is so good to give us protection like this, and I trust you have ears to hear, and that you have works of faith that will apply this to your life. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Touch some people around you. Encourage people, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Hallelujah. Praises to you. Jesus, we give you